Amanda, remember that time one man's assassination started a world war? an historical podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Webb. And I'm your host, Anna Webb, and this is a podcast where two sisters totally geek out about their favorite moments in history. And we're in the same room! Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's always weird. We've done it once, and it, it was weird we've then. we've done it twice. No, we've only done it once. Really? Yeah. And it was weird then, and it's weird now. Yep. But we're doing Here it. Here we are. Here we we're are. together. <laughs> Amanda's visiting me in, in my apartment. Mm-hmm. We're having a little fall weekend even though it's july <laughs> because we are impatient uh-huh and it's hot and we hate it yeah uh-huh. um so there's like smells of mulled cider <laughs> and like pumpkin candles because <laughs> we're basic uh-huh don't feel bad about it no not at all well even though we're in the same room would you like a drink update? of course i'm having some red wine excellent as you can see uh-huh yeah well and as you can see i'm drinking water classic Classic Web Sisters. Yep. Same old, same old. This is our base state. This is our standard. <laughs> Red wine and water. For recording. Yes. <laughs> for recording. Um, for recording. <laughs> in life, too. But, okay. So. Yes. I thought I wanted to get back to my historical loving roots. And let's talk about a European okay. royal. Excellent. We love this yes. for me. Yes. So we're going to talk about Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Excellent. The man who notoriously began World War One. Uh-huh. Not really of his own choosing or volition. <laughs> correct, correct. We'll get to it. Yeah. So are you ready? I am ready. All right, let's do it. Yes. So Franz Ferdinand is born in Graz, Austria. Oh, by the way. Definitely will be some mispronunciations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just buckle up. Um, On December 18th, 1863. What a lovely lovely year that was. Uh Uh-huh. 1863. Uh Uh-huh. He's the eldest son of Archduke Karl Ludwig of Austria and his second wife, Princess Maria Annen... Nope. And Annunciata <laughs> sure. of Bourbon to Sicilies. Wow. Which is a lot. Bourbon to Sicilies yeah. sounds fake. The Kingdom of Two Sicilies is a kingdom in southern Italy, and it's around from about 1816 to 1860. So that's where her title oh. comes from. So just a little aside. It's not important to the story. Right. It's just I didn't want to read that whole title and then be like, wait. Moving on. What is yeah. any of that? Not just so. one Sicilies, but two. Yeah. So, um, Franz's father, mm-hmm. the Archduke Karl Ludwig, is the younger brother of Franz Joseph I, who is the Emperor of Austria and the King of Hungary. Okay. So, that's where he is in the So, lineage. his father is second in line for the throne. Um, oh, no, no, no. He's well, the younger brother of the king. Sorry. I got that backwards. Yeah. So... We'll get to that in yeah. a second, but Fra- yes, Franz's father uh-huh. is the younger brother of the of emperor. the king of the emperor. And the king. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got it. So in 1875, when Franz is 11, one of his cousins, uh-huh. Francis V, the Duke of Modena, uh-huh. we did that twice. I did not pronounce it right either. Time. Great. Um, he dies and names Franz as his heir, on the condition that he add the name Est. To uh-huh. his own. Uh-huh. So. Okay. The reason for this is, well, not the reason, but 
the significance of it uh-huh. is that the house of Habsburg S. Oh, the Habsburgs. Oh, he's a he's a Habsburg. Oh, well. he's a Habsburg. Of course Excellent. he is. It's Austria. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're the, fair. Yes, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the House of Habsburg Est is a cadet branch of the House of Habsburg Lorraine, which is the Franz's ruling house. house. Okay, got it. Um, and also descends from the House of Est. Est is um, an Italian princely family okay that is linked with a lot of royal dynasties okay as well as the british royal family so this person is naming him as his heir and saying if you add this bit to your name you can inherit so that my family name will continue on you can inherit exactly okay and he does okay and so becoming the heir to this title makes him like one of the richest people in austria cool and he's 11 great so you know that's where we are Uh uh-huh and then <laughs> great start. Great start to the episode. In 1889, Franz's cousin, the crown prince Rudolf, who is the son of the emperor, okay, uh, commits suicide at his <gasps> hunting lodge at Mayerling. And frankly, the Mayerling incident could be its own thing. Episode, it's an yeah. interesting story. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get into it in this one because it'll too take much. us way off yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that puts Franz's father, uh-huh. Carl, uh-huh. Um, first in line to the Austrian Oh, okay, crown. so the, the king's son died. Correct. So then the king's brother is now first in line. Correct. Okay, got it, yes. And Franz is the king's brother's son. Son. Yes. Wow. We, I forgot. It's been a while since we've done a royal, <laughs> yeah, and it's it. just like circus music. Um, <laughs> it is like that. <laughs> you know? Yes. It's, I'm keeping up with it, but it's like, like the whole time. It's Bo Burnham's Welcome to the Internet playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, very much that. And I'm just like staring into space like he does in that song. Just like, okay, yes, got it. And then this, and then this, and then this. Got it, got it. That's where we are. Okay, so, but then, so now, now his... That's the fourth but then we've had so far. (laughs) So now his father is next in line for the throne. Yes. However, in 1896, his father Uh dies of typhoid fever. So now Franz Ferdinand is the heir presumptive to the throne. Is now officially second in line. Correct. That was a journey that he went on to do that. Very Queen Victoria, like how did we get here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit less, but Uh not much. But at least they're all like very closely related. Like it's it's it's, no cousins. Yeah, yeah. It's all one bubble. I see exactly how we got there. It's just a lot. (laughs) Yes. Um. So Franz is okay. So now he's next in line for the throne, right? right? But most people including the emperor himself, think that he's not very likely to inherit because he has a lot of health problems. Right. Because he's a Habsburg, because they're all Habsburgs and the health is horrendous. Actually, so he has a lot of problems with tuberculosis. Oh, okay. He suffers many bouts. Unrelated health problems. Right. His mother had died of tuberculosis when she was like 28. So... They think it had a lot to do with that. He mm-hmm. has really bad lungs. Um, so that's a whole thing. They think his brother Otto is probably more likely to inherit. And also, which we'll get to in a minute, the Emperor and Franz have very differing views. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, butting heads. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so there's not a ton about, like, his childhood. We're going to skip a- up a little bit. Um, to like the 1890s Mm -hmm. and throughout this time he um travels a lot um he circumnavigates the world between 1892 and 1890 as you can just 
do yeah. when you're that rich? You are rich and an heir apparent, and right. you say, you know what I want to do in my late teens and 20s? Well, I would wants, like to circumnavigate the globe. He wants to do a lot. Right. Um, but it's just, like, casual. But also, part of his travels is actually, like, getting treatment for his lungs. Ah, okay. And he starts to recover from the issues he's having because he's traveling a lot and getting attention from other doctors and clearing out his lungs. And right. So it, it starts to get better as he right. gets older. Um, he travels through India. Are you okay? I just she just slammed. knocked her arm on the chair. <laughs> Are you okay? so bad. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't make a sound, but you just went, ooh. And <laughs> I was just trying to move on, and it okay. didn't happen. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So he travels through India and then to Australia where, okay, so Franz is a pretty enthusiastic big game hunter. Okay. Um, When he's in Australia, he hunts kangaroos and emus, which is bizarre to me. The idea of anyone hunting kangaroos is wild to me because they are so aggressive. But do you know what? I, I wonder if... Maybe Australians can tell us. I wonder if it's like, because I don't know that they still hunt kangaroo as uh-huh. like a thing in Australia. Uh-huh. But I wonder if back then or maybe even now it's similar to how we hunt deer, deer because so they they're don't get just overpopulated everywhere. Yeah. I mean, we personally don't. Right. But like, we don't hunt. But people in the United States, right. the white tailed deer are insane. Well, in popular. our home yeah, state, yeah, you get like a week off of school to go hunting. Or yeah. At least you did when I was in school. No, you still do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just the idea. They are, it's partially because they're so human looking, but it's yeah. like, they, they're like Pokemon in my head where it's like, <laughs> it's bred specifically to, to punch. Like, it's yeah, like kick. a, yeah, it's like a fighting style well, Pokemon. But also we watched a lot of cartoons when we were children where they were designed to wear right. like boxing but gloves. Like, and I've like, seen pictures of them and they just, no, look, yeah, I know. they just look like they were, they're they, very muscular. Yeah. Like, they look too human. I'm with you. Yeah. It's That's weird. weird. <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, he has a big fondness for hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, he, the, it's, this quote says that it was excessive even by the standards of Euro- <laughs> European nobility of this time. Wait, that's how you know it's a problem. Yeah, he kept track of most of his kills. He uh-huh. would document them. And in his diaries, he documents 272,511 which is not the number you were expecting. No. That is excessive even for Europeans. Yeah, it is. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about his military career because obviously that's also important to most royal families in right. Europe. So he actually begins his military career around the age of 12. Um, which is like... Hello? <laughs> I mean, I guess on the one hand, if you're a member of the royal family starting your military career, you're not like fighting no you yeah. just are given a title right yeah but he's promoted very rapidly uh-huh at age 14 he's given the rank of lieutenant what? At imagine tw- be- sorry i know imagine being a grown man in and the being army like and reporting to the lieutenant who is a 14 year old <laughs> i know i know it's a not. career but again military man. how much is he actually yeah doing? i don't know wild um but at age 22 he's a captain and at 27 he's a colonel mm-hmm. and by the time he's 31 he's a major general which like sure because at that point i guess sure yeah <laughs> he also holds honorary ranks in the austro-hungarian navy 
um, and receives the rank of admiral at the close of the Austro-Hungarian naval maneuvers in September of 1902. Okay. So he's got a lot of involvement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Something big happens in the year 1894. All right. Franz Ferdinand meets Countess Sophie Chotek, I think that's how you that say That looks her name. right to me. Um, she is a lady in waiting to the Archduchess Isabella, mm-hmm. um, who is like another Habsburg royal. I can't remember where. Her husband is like um, a commander in either the army or the navy. I can't remember which. Or maybe a general. But a high enough ranking that they have a title. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, we're like. Was, like, everyone just an archduke and an archduchess? In the same way that in England they're all dukes and duchesses? What's um, the arch? That's a good question. I just don't know what the arch means. I don't totally know that's either. okay. I just am curious. We'll find it. I don't know. I think it's just a term some countries use in some Instead, terms, yeah. I'm not sure okay. about that. Just, yeah. Sorry, Europeans. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't look it up. I didn't know she was going to ask me that. You have um, explained a lot of titles to me. This is, and that's, you know. It's a lot to keep track of. Yeah, exactly. If you don't grow up learning it. Yes, I'm correct. I'm still learning a lot of it. Yeah. Um, so Franz and Sophie fall in love very quickly. They write to each other all the time, but they keep their relationship very quiet, right. obviously. Um until Isabella actually finds them out. Okay. Um, so the issue is that marriage to a Habsburg traditionally mm-hmm. requires that the person they want to marry is a member of a reigning or formerly reigning dynasty in Europe. Right. Which is um, why they And have. her family is neither. Right. That's why they have all of the health problems Well, we'll get back have. to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Initially, the emperor, Franz Joseph, will not give them permission right. to marry. Um, but Franz Ferdinand is, like, very insistent. He will not choose anyone else. Uh-huh. So he, he does eventually get permission after a lot of European leaders kind of back him up. Uh-huh. Including Pope Leo. Oh, wow. Um, the 10th, 13th? 13th. Is that right? Yeah. Um they basically argue on his behalf, like, listen, he's not going to marry somebody else, and you need him to marry someone. Because he has now to have he has an to heir. Yeah, yeah. But, ha-ha. And also, it will undermine the stability of the monarchy in a very big way yeah. if he doesn't find somebody to marry. Yeah. So. Well, and it's, it's time. It's time to start marrying outside of the family. <laughs> it's past time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> um. So eventually they they get permission in 1899 um, on the condition that it be a morganatic marriage, which I think is how you say that, which basically means that their children have no rights to succession and she does not get his rank. Oh. So she can't appear beside him in public. That's wild. She can't ride in the royal carriage or like sit in the royal box if they go to theaters. So. That's wild. Yeah. So he's going to have kids, but none of them can inherit. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, But he's like so insistent. He will not marry anyone else. you know, good for him. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So on July 1st, 1900. I almost said 1990, which would be very wrong. Mm -hmm. I do Um, it every other episode. (laughs) I read too fast. So um, they get married. Uh Um, Franz Joseph, the emperor, does not attend. Well, you know. And no other archdukes, including Franz's 
brothers attend. Oh my gosh. Um, I think that some of the family goes, but it's like his father's like new wife and her kid or something uh-huh. like that. I can't remember, but almost no one goes. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophie is given the title of Princess of Hollenberg. Okay. Hollen- Hollenberg? Uh-huh. I'm not sure. Um, with the styling of her Serene Highness. So she doesn't get her Royal Highness. <laughs> serene. Like, what? It's all. Serene. It's meaningless. It's meaningless. It's, meaningless. it's nonsense. It's meaningless. Yeah. Um, later on in 1909, she is give, given a more senior title of Duchess of Hohenberg with the style of Her Highness. Um, I'm not really sure why it changed. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Um, and I didn't really find it in my research anywhere. Uh-huh. Um, but it does raise her status quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But she still has to yield precedence at court to uh-huh. the other people. Duchesses yeah. and whatnot. Right. Um, and she also, like, has to stand way down in the line if they're ever, like, receiving uh, anyone yeah. or if they're at some sort of assembly where that they part are of her not together. being allowed to be She can't with be, him. They're yeah. separated yeah. with that kind of stuff. That is, so. that, it's just, it does, I know. <sighs> it's all meaningless to start and then you make it even more meaningless by, like, separating Yeah. 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 Sorry that one person in your insane family is trying to not kill off your bloodline by marrying someone outside of your family. Sorry one person is trying to have some actually viable children who will live past five. Seriously. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, So they do end up having four children. Mm -hmm. Um, Princess Sophie of Hohenberg, Maximilian, Duke of Hohenberg. Maximilian is a fantastic name. And Prince Ernst of Hohenberg. Mm -hmm. And then they have a stillborn son that I didn't find the name. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really find out too much about the children. The other children. I didn't really go down that rabbit hole too much. Um, still, like, hey, three children with only one I know. Pregnancy not, like, like. Well, that, that we know of. Yeah. I mean, they were probably right. other pregnancies. Right. But, yeah. But, like, for that family. Pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, okay. So, we're going to talk a little bit about, like, the politics okay. of where we are. Yeah. Because they're important. Because it's important. Yeah. Um, so, at this time, the Austria, um, Austria-Hungary mm-hmm. is a polyglot empire. Of different ethnic groups, and they're all kind of at odds with each other okay. over religion and politics. Sure, as sure, sure. Use. Okay, so they're all united under a single flag that's not theirs, basically. Okay, so it's like a Shock. an actively warring country of other kinda, groups. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, so. This quote from History.com I liked. It says, the only thing the divergent ethnic people hated more than each other was Habsburgs. <laughs> just fair. Um, this is just something about his character that was also part of this quote. So I'm going to go ahead and say it, mm-hmm. even though we're kind of jumping around a little yeah. bit. Um, Archduke Franz Ferdinand's public persona was cold, sharp-tongued, and short-tempered. He was also rumored to be... Uh-huh. Insane due to the inbreeding of the Habsburg family. Yes. One matter is clear. Franz Ferdinand understood that the empire was disintegrating and thusly that something needed to be done. Yeah. So their so, country is falling apart because they're time. all just united under this one weird family. Yeah. Yeah. That they don't even want there. Yeah. Which is like, same old, same old. Uh-huh. Typical. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> so... Franz actually advocates for greater autonomy of all of the different ethnic groups 
within the empire. Hoping that they that will help stop the fighting. Yeah, and yeah. he's very interested in addressing all of their grievances. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, he also proposes changing the Austro-Hungarian rule with a triple monarchy oh which would include the slavs germans and the hungarians uh-huh. and then they would each have an equal voice What's in the government interesting <laughs> however it's yeah. pretty unpopular well, with the rest of the ruling yeah. you know that's a hard class. like that's a hard that's a hard sell that's a hard yeah sell. and also they all think he's insane yeah so this continues to fuel those ideas mm-hmm. that he's not all there mm-hmm. which is like okay. even though that's a not he's a thinking that's logically. not a terrible uh-huh. political move right. yeah um, so Franz and his uncle, the emperor, have very different views. Mm-hmm. Um, Franz would press his uncle to modernize the rules that are basically killing the empire. Uh-huh. Um, and the emperor would be like, no, I'm good with how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't want to, so like... Franz wanted to modernize the Navy, um, retire long-term military chiefs, and form alliances with the Russian Empire, which mm-hmm. would have been a very big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, he's kind of pushy, and the Emperor doesn't really like, like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid he knows that he's going to take the throne, so he's trying to be politically af- active. But he also God doesn't forbid. think he's going to, I guess. Well, but I mean, I like, know. For, you know, thing. yeah. Yeah. Um, some other just facts I found interesting about Franz Ferdinand that I found from this, like, PBS article that was really interesting. Um, he has a passion for roses. Oh. Um, he had thousands of rose beds stretched out in a maze-like pattern over the grounds of his estate. Oh, okay. Very Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was his daughter said that he would, like, study flowers and, like, write about them in his journals or whatever. Um, he also advocates for universal suffrage. Don't worry, not for women. We're not there yet. So that it's not universal. <laughs> well, but in his I know. time it was. Um, he wrote in his notes that once he became emperor, he would introduce universal suffrage, a.k.a. one man, one vote, um, which would weaken hungarian power mm-hmm. which he was very interested because in. he would have the, the other groups would have more equal say exactly yeah. exactly and he well that's had, what he seems to be what he's all about he's trying to get these other groups a more equal say in government to preserve the country and he he genuinely believed that the hungarians in power were were the barrier to mm-hmm. that and were going to be the downfall of the yeah. empire and he's a hungarian so that's well, like, he's Austrian. Uh, well, yeah, but he's his family is in the ruling Austro-Hungarian, class. Yeah. yeah, um, but he wants greater rights for the Slavs and uh-huh. Czechs, um, and them having a vote, like you said, would decrease the Hungarian power. Mm-hmm. So. Um, he's also very affectionate toward his wife and children. Well, clearly. I'm he, not surprised by that. He fought very hard to marry her. He said marrying her was, like, the best thing he ever did in his life. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, a, an actual family man as far as you could be at this point yeah. in time. He likes it to hang out with his wife and his children. A novel right. concept. <laughs> okay. So, it's about to happen. Okay. We're going to get down to it. Okay. So, around 1901, a group is formed in Serbia, and it's called the Black Hand, or it's also sometimes known as Unification or Death. Mm -hmm. Um, They're basically a 
terrorist mm-hmm. group. Um, and their aim is uniting all of the territories with a South Slavic majority, not then ruled by Serbia or Montenegro. So they want, you know, freedom for their people, mm-hmm. essentially. Um Franz has been warned on several occasions that this group is probably going to try to assassinate him, mm-hmm. and he ignores all of those sure, warnings. Of course. So, <clears throat> what do we think happens, children? Oh, oh my gosh. We're getting into it. It's happening. Yes. I know that that wasn't a lot about his life, mm-hmm. but that's, like, kind of all there was. Yeah. So, <laughs> here we go. Well, he wasn't super old. No. At this point, either. No. So, short, shorter life. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sunday. June 28th, 1914. Mm-hmm. Franz Ferdinand is in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh-huh. Um, you said Herzegovina with much more confidence than I would have been able to. I watched their football team. Ah, okay. Um, there you go. <laughs> and he's accompanied by his wife, Sophie. Uh-huh. They are um, going because he is the inspector general of the Imperial Army. Army. He's visiting. Yeah. You know, um, the visit is not super welcome or popular. Mm-hmm. Um, the politics in the Balkans are not great. Um, and the date that they go is a touchy day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's, quote, a black day in Serbian history. It was the anniversary of the Turkish victory over Serbia at the Battle of Kosovo in 1389. And so they're, okay. it's like a dark day for uh-huh. them, and they already don't respect this leader. Yeah. But so it seems like a are. kind of slap in the face to show up on that day yes, that exactly. they are, like, remembering being yes. subjugated. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Franz and Sophie are traveling in a motorcade through, famously through Sarajevo. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in an open-topped car. Which is like, so, if you were a major political figure, why would you ever drive in an open-topped car? I know. Well, so they just all did. I know. Um, and members of the Black Hand are here. Mm-hmm. They're scattered throughout the crowd, um, planning to assassinate him. So at 10.10 a.m., the motorcade is passing um, the Central Police Station. And I'm going to mess up this name pretty Mm -hmm. bad. Get ready. A black hand agent, Nijelko Kabrinovic. Not bad. Sure. uh, Hurls a hand grenade at the Archduke's car. Okay. Okay. The driver accelerates Uh because he sees something flying at the car. Uh And it... Instead, explodes behind, underneath the wheel of the car behind them. Oh, man. Um, and it injures two people in the car, uh-huh. and then some people are around right. them as well. But they, you know, get to their destination. There's a reception plan for them, which they they do attend. Uh-huh. Um, and then they're supposed to go somewhere else. But Franz and Sophie insist on going to the hospital to, to see, see the, the people, people who, who were injured. injured. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh man but they don't nobody tells the drivers that there's been a change in plans Mm -hmm. so they all get in the car and then there's like confusion they they're going the wrong way Mm -hmm. and then eventually they they the cars back down a a street and then into a side street which gets like backed up and it's Uh lined with cars and at this time, 19-year-old conspirator, mm-hmm. Gavrilo Princip, mm-hmm. is sitting at a cafe across the street, uh-huh. and he sees his moment, and he takes it. Yeah. So he walks up to the car while they're all sitting there confused, pulls out his gun, 
Um, and he shoots Franz Ferdinand and his wife, Sophie. Mm-hmm. Um, he shoots Sophie in the abdomen uh-huh. and then shoots the Archduke in the neck. Oh, my gosh. Which is crazy. Yeah. Well, it's just crazy that, like, they had a planned attempt that failed and injured all of those people. And then just by happenstance, this one guy was at a cafe where they happened to be. And because they changed their route to go see the people who were injured in their failed attempt. Yeah. Which is, like, That guy got the chance to shoot Yeah, and he's 19, by the way, which is also crazy. Yeah. So, Franz Ferdinand's aides try to undo his coat, Mm -hmm. but... They need scissors to cut it open, which they don't have, mm-hmm. um, because the outer lapel had been sewn into the inner front of his jackets for a smoother fit. To oh make my him gosh! Look yeah, and if that ain't the royal sh- literally shooting themselves in the foot, I don't yeah, know yeah. Um, so you know, it might be because of that, or it might just be because they couldn't get to the hospital in time. He he dies within minutes, uh-huh. and then Sophie also dies on the way to the to hospital. hospital. Ugh. Um, Princip actually tries to shoot himself, um, but he's apprehended by bystanders wow. before he can. That's wild. Um, eventually all of the conspirators are found and arrested. Um, he's actually exempted from the death penalty because he's so young. Oh. Um, but he is sentenced to 20 years in prison and he dies from tuberculosis in 1890 or oh. 1918. Wow. Excuse me. So that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but they are both interred at the Artstetten castle I think, mm-hmm. in Austria. Um, but this is widely believed to be the thing that set off World War One. Yeah, tell me about the chain of because, why that happened. Yeah, so it sets off a big chain of events mm-hmm. after this. So I'm just going to read this quote from History.com that kind of sums Puts it, it up. well, yeah. Okay, so the assassination set off a rapid chain of events as Austria-Hungary immediately blamed the Serbian government for the attack. As large and powerful Russia supported Serbia, Austria asked for assurances that Germany would step in on its side against Russia and its allies, including France and possibly Great Britain. Mm -hmm. On July 28th, Austria-Hungary declared war on Serbia, and the fragile peace between Europe's great powers collapsed, beginning the devastating conflict now known as the First World War. It's just crazy to me to think that World War I started because of such relatively comparatively a small conflict between really small countries he frankly as a person was not the most important leader and he wasn't even the leader yet. right he was not the emperor but the peace between those two countries was already so fragile and all it took was that one little and isn't it harsh that the one who kind of was trying to fix hoping to fix it um but he just happened to be the one out in public Mm -hmm. and the easy easy target well and he didn't get to implement any of those policies he was trying to implement yet because he wasn't in charge yet well and the person who was in charge was not interested interested, yeah well it's just that i it could have only happened like that Mm -hmm. because of the way that europe was in that well year and i also think the the thing about world war one versus world war two is that first of all we all study world war two a lot more so we're kind of more versed in it and you kind of see more of the buildup because the countries involved mm-hmm. are not quite as obscure mm-hmm. from our point of view. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Austria-Hungary was obscure, but for us, mm-hmm. where we grew up, well, it is. Well, when you conceptualize, quote-unquote, world powers. Right. Yeah. 
Right. So you can see when you look at World War II, like you can see the steps mm-hmm. that are being taken mm-hmm. and you can see the other countries going, okay, we have to step in. Yeah. Whereas this was really like, all right, who's going to be on friend, our You're side? my friend, you're exactly. my friend, you're my friend. And it just like bounce, 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 yeah. bounce until everybody's in on it. Yeah. But then you also have to think World War II would never have happened without World War One. No, of course not. Because Germany would not have been in the position that it was in right. had they not participated in World War One. Exactly. So it's like. So he kind of set off World War Two too. Yeah. He did. Saying? Yeah, yeah. It's so, wild. Shot heard, well, heard around, around the world. world That's what one. I keep thinking the whole time. Um, well, this is part two. This is this is part uh, yeah, two. Yeah, I guess this is true. the second shot that's heard true, around the true. world. Technically, um, although let's be honest, I know ours was the shot heard around a continent. This was Barely. the shot heard around the actual <laughs> world, it's around the middle part of a landmass. <laughs> that's of very, this one country. Yeah, yeah. Um, up and yeah. down the coast. <laughs> Because we weren't even that far into the country the yet. The shot heard up, up and down, down the East Coast. coast that's very oh much God, what it is. It. This is the shot, shot heard, heard around, around the world. world. For sure. Yeah. And I just find it so wild that it was like a 19-year-old who was just like, just took his moment. And like, I don't know. I, I would have to read more about the Black Hand, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, which I I just haven't really looked into too much. Um, it was a whole other. When I was looking into it, I was like, oh, I can't go. Because you'll that. go too deep. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's a lot about the conflict and mm. the whole episode would be about the conflict, which is not the point of this particular episode. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to focus on Franz and his, his whole deal. Yeah. Because he's very famous, but I think people don't really know that much about him. Yeah. Um, because all he's known for is being this guy. And also there's a band named Franz Ferdinand. Right. How, how old was he when he died? Well, let's see. He yeah, died. Well, I, I You're just, better at math than me. I missed his birthday. He birth died year. in 1914. Yeah, when, when was he born? And he was born in 1863. 1863. So he was 51. So not even that young. Not, but not that old Not either. that old either. I yeah. mean, frankly. Honestly, 51 is old to not be the ruler of the country. Like, yes. his, his uncle had been in power for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. Should we do a Google autofill? Yeah, Because sure. I feel like this has been kind of a shorter one. Sure, absolutely. Okay, we're going to do was Franz Ferdinand. Um, a good person. Now, that's a that's weird really one to come up with. It's an interesting question. I, You know, I hate when people ask Google that. Yeah. Because it's like, well, that's really up to you. Yeah. Um, I but mean, it, like, it's interesting because we don't know that much about him. His policies seemed like they were, could have been good. His policies were progressive for the time. Yeah. Does that make him a good person? I don't I mean, know he because was, he was still, you know, a royal and, and a big frankly, game hunter. And <laughs> frankly, none of them are like good, good people yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. So why are you asking Google? <laughs> was was Franz Ferdinand assassinated? Famously yes, he so. He surely was. Famously so. Um, a king? No. No. He was not a king. Heir um, to the throne. Yeah, should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, a Habsburg? Yes. Yeah, sure was. Sure was. I think it's safe. If you're looking up any Austrian <laughs> of the time, role, yeah, of the time period, or even yeah, there know, are some others in other places in Europe. German? No, Mm-mm. I don't believe so. I don't, think I don't so. believe he had any German heritage. Um, killed in Serbia. Okay, so <laughs> you're asking a geographic question that. <laughs> You don't have the answer to? I, yeah. So Sarajevo is in Bosnia and Herzegovina, which is not technically Serbia, but uh-huh. it is in the Balkans. Right. It's very 
And was it ruled by Serbia at the time? I think so. so. I think so. I couldn't keep it all straight. Yeah, I frankly. think it was. Um, shot. Yep. yep. Serbian. No. no. Related to Queen Victoria. I don't know. I mean, probably. She was descended from Habsburgs, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. I mean, they were distantly, all related. Distantly so. They were yeah. all related. I'm so curious as to what comes up when yeah. you click it. Yeah, it doesn't really, like, it just shows her descendants when you look at And up. he's probably on there and somewhere. And they're more like, who, is she related to this person? Yeah. How is she related to this person? I mean, let's be honest. When you're looking at Queen Victoria, it's just safe to assume that someone somewhere that is related, related to her. her. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yes. Well, that's just true of almost all of Europe. Well, yeah, because she descended from, you know, mm-hmm. all of these families and then well, of they course all had she all lived these... for so long and yeah. had kids and grandkids well and, and they all had all of these political marriages and then had children together uh, from like you know and the king's third son was married to the fourth son of or uh, the first fourth daughter of this country and the and cousin and of this one and yeah the nephew yeah of that one. It's, oh so at the end God. of the day probably it's a tangled it web. like it's 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 a wonder to me that like any of those royal lines were ever straight based on how complicated <laughs> they were right exactly I mean, but i mean like you know this person that nobody ever popped up and been like actually I should have the throne because of how complicated it was. Well, it happened all the time. Wars of Roses. Exactly. Happened, yeah. Which I will talk about in another episode because, yeah. We only got the Tudors because of wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, man, it's very complicated. Uh-huh. I would be so interested. I am not a historian and nor do I claim to be, but I feel bad for the historians who do these trees yeah, now i know yeah. they like the work and that's why they do it but i just cannot imagine i feel like i would get so frustrated yeah. about a third of the way through and just be like no, i'm done no, i wait, can't no you can't tell me that that's who that is now because i a minute ago i was sure that they were related to I this person i can't even like, trace the romanovs on their own yeah. like, because they go back to like the slavic days and it's just like oh my god i can't it's too much. Mm-hmm. Anyway, now that we've ranted about royal families for quite some time. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's that's Franz Ferdinand. Excellent. Um, yeah, not a ton out there about, like, his his life. Mm-hmm. Um, just because this is what he's most famous for. I don't know how much research there is about, like, him as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just find the story so interesting. Yeah. It is really interesting. I feel bad for his wife. Yeah. I do, too. Because, you know, she wasn't even supposed to marry a royal. Yeah. Was she even technically supposed to be in the car with him? There was all that whole thing about it. Yeah. yeah I know, I mean, it's different. It was like royal carriages there, and stuff. Yeah, he was yeah. there as a part of the army. And not so as I a royal. Yeah. My guess is that's probably yeah. what allowed but it. But, like, still, isn't that, isn't that nuts? Yeah. Yeah. All those years of not being able to be in the royal carriage with him, and then she's in a car with him, and wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> Now that we've hit that sad note, uh-huh. um, here we are at the end of the episode. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. If you all have suggestions for topics you want us to talk about in the future, or, hey, do you have a weird thing in your family that is, like, a historical point of interest, mm-hmm. or people you know that might be an historical point of interest, um, send those to us. We would love to read them on the podcast. Yeah. Um, we don't, we still don't have a name for the segment that yeah. we're trying to get started. Yeah. We also um, don't have any submissions yet, but that's just because we recorded these last two episodes, like, back to back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, 
hey, send those to mm-hmm. us. Um, you can send them to us at rememberthatpod at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at RTTPod. We're also on Facebook if you just look up the name of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. And if you want to find me on the internet, I am at the real Anna Webb. I almost forgot what it was. Uh-huh. And I'm at ACW Nerdfighter. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. We did it. Uh-huh. Same room. Here we are. Here we are. We did it. Proud of us. <laughs> Don't know what's happening. No, not even time. slightly. Not even we're a little bit. We're recording this way in advance uh-huh. because, folks, we're going on vacation. Yeah. Just a little one. But, but also, by the time we are ready to do the next episode, it's going to be like right before I go back to work. So it's going to be fun <laughs> and interesting. Yeah. We're going to see how it goes. We'll see. We'll see. Well, until next time. Remember that time. Mm-hmm.